hear me? There we go. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a little break from our Revelation series for the summer. And we're going to do a family vacation series. And what we're doing is we are traveling through various Proverbs. We're going to look at the Proverbs this summer. And we're going to start with maybe the most famous or most known proverb. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And so, welcome to turn your Bibles there. So we're going to look at family vacation and, you know, it's, we're embracing, you know, it's, it's the summer, right? We're out of school. It's fun time, right, kids? Are you excited about the summer? You can say yes. Kids, are you ready? All right, William, uh, 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 not William, Weston put his hand up real quick. Sorry. All right, all the, you know, so yeah, we're excited. So, good. I'm excited too, and I'm excited for this series. I'm excited what the wisdom literature of Scripture tells us and teaches us from God's Word. Today is Family Worship Day, and we do that periodically about three or four times a year because we want to help our kids understand what it is to worship Jesus in the family of Christ, the body of Christ, right? Not just merely send our kids down every week. That'd be, that might be easier on a day like today. It might be easier, but it's okay because, you know what? Our kids need to see mom and dad and grandmas and grandpas and their, their, their church family worshiping their Savior together, right? And so we have that opportunity, and that's why we do this periodically. And we're, today we're going to learn the importance of a straight path, a straight path, walking our lives in a straight path. So what I would like to do, you don't have to, kids, but I need some help. Can you help me? Who would like to help me? Kids, if you would like to help me, I want you to come on down right here with me up front. You can sit on the floor if you'd like, or you can sit on the, the bench, all right? And in just a moment, I'm going to get you to help me by being up here with me. Come on up, Lyric. All right, you can have a seat on the pew if you want, or in the floor right here. And I'm going to help you. You're going to help me illustrate to everybody else, all right, what a straight path is, all right? So, there are many reasons that you can have a seat, either on the floor or in the, in the pew. You want to come over here? Perfect. Good job. Weston, can William sit with you, buddy? Yeah, you got two. That's right. They can squeeze in. There you go. Awesome. Lucy, come on in. You can squeeze in as well. There we go. All right. Where do you want to squeeze in? You want to squeeze in next to Reese? Or next to Car or Lottie? All right. So we are going to look at the straight path, but what's the difference between a straight path and a crooked, or what's the difference, what's the different type of path, all right? We see, you see a straight path anywhere, any, anywhere in the room? Perfect. You see another type of path? What's, what's different about this path right here? It turns, right? So another way you can say that is crooked, right? It's not straight, it goes different ways. And so you're very astute. Your observation skills are excellent. Well, can you just give them a hand for their... <laughs> Y'all did great. Good. Now, in life, the world and ourselves and a lot of things would really rather us have 
to go down a crooked path, right? So there are some things I can think of, all right? So I think the world would want us maybe to say uh, words that aren't nice and to be unkind to people. Do you think that's a straight path or a crooked path, to be unkind? Absolutely. What about disobeying our parents? Is that a straight path kind of way to live or a crooked path kind of way to live? Crooked, right? So how about being kind to our friends? Is that a straight path or a crooked path way of living? Straight. All right. They know their stuff, right? Good. So now I want you all to come stand with me for just a moment. All right, and then we're going to go back to sit down. If anybody else wants to come up, you can. All right? So, I want you to illustrate. I'm going to give you an example, and I want you to either walk down a crooked path if it's a crooked path, or a straight path if it's a straight path. Can you do that? Okay? All right. So, let's see. Hey, bud, come on up. Come right here. There we go. Good job. Oh, or not. That's okay. All right, so I want to give you an example of two friends who are playing on the playground, all right? And one friend starts making fun of someone that's sitting by themselves. Is that a straight, so illustrate, is that a straight path or a crooked path? So walk down the, is that a crooked path or a straight path? Good job, good job. Give everybody a chance. All right. All right, come back. Good, you got it. Everybody got it. All right, come back right here at the starting line. Okay, now the other friend says, hey, that's not kind. We should be kind to that person. Is that, illustrate, is that crooked or straight? Good job, good job, good job. Y'all got it figured out. All right, come have a seat. Good job. Come have a seat back in your seats. Great. In this series, in this series, we'll be looking at some of the Proverbs and how that we, we can apply them to our lives. Today, we're going to look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I need everyone's help. Okay, so here's what I want. If you are a big kid... I want you, I want you to pair up with a smaller kid. You need a partner, all right? So can you do that? So if you're a bigger kid, see if you can find a partner that's maybe a little bit smaller, okay? Help our preschool friends out, okay? All right, I need everybody to come stand right up here with me. Grab your partner. Hey, come over here. We are going to learn this proverb together by using some hand motions, okay? Can you do that? Can you do that, Sam? Yeah? Good. I love your confidence. You're going to help, too? I like that. That's very helpful. Reese, you're going to help? Good. All right. So I want everyone to look at me, and you have to mimic my hand motions, okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So do that twice. So everybody do that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, here's where you need your partner. Turn to your partner and lean against them. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean back to back. Lean not 
on your own understanding. Everyone point to their brain. Good job. Now, quit leaning. In all your ways, do this. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Good job. Let's do it again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Y'all have it. Here's the question to everybody else. Stand up, everyone. Find a partner. You need a partner. Here we go. Now these kids are going to show you how to do it as well. You're welcome. <laughs> I understand that, yeah. All right, everyone got a partner? This means yes. This means yes. All right, here we go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Let's do it one more time. Y'all did good, but I need to hear you. I need to hear you louder. All right, here we go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Good job. All right, everybody have a seat. Thank you. Give everyone a round of applause there. There's three things I think this truth helps us see. This scripture. Number one, finding the straight paths come from knowing the one who paved the way. Finding the straight paths in life comes from knowing the one who paved the way. I love the story of five missionaries. One famous one that's more well-known a little bit than the others is Jim Elliott and his five or his four friends, one being Nate Saint. They went to Ecuador. The God put a burden on their heart for people called the Wadani people. And these people were known to be just savage in how they dealt with other tribes and how they dealt with outsiders. These people, these Ecuadorians, they lived in remote villages. Uh, even though a lot of Ecuador had gotten, um, become civilized, these people hid back in the woods in these places, and these missionaries had a burden from God for them. In fact, these Wadani people, they would kill each other with spears. And so there's a movie called The End of the Spear. I encourage you to watch it. It's a great movie. It, it outlines this story. The Ecuadorian people believed in a creator God, but it wasn't our God, little g God. And they called him Wigongi. Can you say Wigongi? Kids, can you say Wigongi? Yeah. So that's what they named their God. Now, just so you know, spoiler alert, those five missionaries decided that they were going to go in before these people were ready. They just felt like it was time to go. They had to just go. Cut bait and go. 
they went in and unfortunately the people speared them to death and they died but later not too much longer later their wives one of them sister their even their kids went back in they found an inroad to these people and eventually the whole tribe came to know Jesus Christ as their savior through the witness of these people it's a fascinating story Elizabeth Elliot, we, 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 uh, she is a prolific writer. We, we know a lot of this story, and I encourage you, you might even read her autobiography about it. But they went in, and what they found is that these people, these Wadani people, the, the god that they worshipped, Wigongi, they didn't think he was someone you could know, like we know our god, we can know our god. But they believed that he marked his path and the way that you should follow on the trees, and that if you wanted to follow his markings, you could follow his markings on the trees throughout the woods. And that's how they traveled themselves. Someone would mark the, mark the trail, and that's how they would follow. And they say that Wigongi marked his path. And eventually, when they trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, they understood that Jesus marked his path. I think it's a wonderful ex teaching for us to help us understand Jesus has marked his path, right? And see, these people, they, they worshipped a God, but they didn't know this God. And it wasn't until they knew who he actually was that they actually could follow the right path. The same thing is true in our lives. It takes us understanding and knowing who our God is to follow him, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. It's when we know our God, it's when we know the one who paved the way, that we find the path that he paved, the way that we should go. The second thing that we see in, in this passage, I believe, is that finding straight paths comes from Trusting him with pure love. What does it say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. We must trust him. We must follow him. We must realize that what he did and what he said is true. It's not enough to merely know him or know about him, but it's important that we give our all to him. What does trust mean? What is trust? It means that you have utmost confidence, utmost faith that what that thing or that person said they will do or that thing was supposed to do, it will do. When you go into a room and you find a chair, you're looking for a place to sit. You don't like go and inspect the chair and all make sure the legs are real tight before you sit, right? In your experience, chairs with four legs have kept you up, have they not? And so you have faith that a chair will hold you and just sit. And in a similar way, it's important that you and I realize that Jesus has been faithful. And we don't have to question. And we can trust him even when things around us seem like they might be falling apart. We can trust him and we must trust him in pure love. And that's how we find the straight path. The final thing that we see here is that finding straight paths comes from um, not 
relying on our own motives or from ignoring our own motives. What does the, the proverb say? Trust in the Lord. Say it with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight, right? We can't, we can't lean on our own thoughts, our own ideas, our own motives, our best thinking. Because what we illustrated, and the kids helped us see this so clearly, when we rely upon our own ways, what happens? It leads us in a crooked way. When we try to do things in our own strength, in our own power, in our own might, inevitably, we may start off okay, there's a, there's a long straight path on this path over here, you can look at it later. I did that intentionally because sometimes the crooked path has straight moments, depends on how you're looking at it. But in the long run, the destination is far off of what we should do. Our own best thinking at times may seem good enough. But at the end of our life, the question is, will our best thinking take us to the straightest path and the best destination? And guess what? It won't. It won't. Because you have experience, and I have experience, where my best thinking can take me. And it ain't straight, and it ain't the best place. Now, I've got some good times. I've got some, you know, I've made some pretty good moves and some decisions in my life that were mine. But in the long run, the small things that I've done, the way I've thought, the way I've conducted my own life has failed me more than it's been successful. And the fact of the matter is, is that the only path that is worth following is the path that Jesus Christ paved with his life. And he died for us. Today we get the opportunity to take the Lord's Supper. And kids, I want you to understand some things about the Lord's Supper today that maybe you haven't heard before, maybe you haven't thought. Because a lot of times we do the Lord's Supper and you're downstairs. And so we did this intentionally because we want you to understand what it's about. And many of you, several of you, have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you get to take the Lord's Supper with us today. But what the Lord's Supper is is a way, in a vivid way, a vivid picture that Jesus has painted so that we can know his way, right? Baptism is a vivid picture that Jesus painted so that we can know his sacrifice. It reminds us that he died. He was buried in the grave, but three days later, he, three days later, he arose. And when we put our trust in him, trusting him for salvation as Brandon has, we, too, come in line with what Jesus has done. We die to ourselves. We're buried with Christ, and we're raised to life in him. It's a beautiful, vivid picture of Jesus' way, of his path. And so is the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper reminds us, communion reminds us that Jesus paved the path for you and me, a path that you and I can walk along. It's not a path that is too hard to walk. It is the path he paved so that we could walk it, not in our own strength, but according to his strength. And he did that by dying on the cross for our sins. In fact, 
1 Corinthians 10, 16 says this, The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? So in just a moment, anyone who's trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, anyone who has followed Him in His way that He paved, any of this who have asked Jesus to be our Savior, we will get a cup, two cups really, and it's got a piece of, a little piece of cracker, unleavened bread. And this piece of cracker, kids, can you see this? Can everyone see this, kids? It represents something. The cracker represents Jesus' body. Say, Jesus' body. And everybody can say that, okay? Just not, we're all kids at heart, right? Jesus' body is represented in the bread because Jesus' body was broken for you and I. He was on the cross and he was whipped and punched and spit upon. And his body was hurt for you and me. And you know Jesus, when he was with his disciples, he took a bigger piece of bread than this and he broke it into small pieces and handed it out to everyone and said, this is my body broken for you. And he said, take and eat it. So when we take the Lord's Supper, when we take communion, we are remembering that we are sharing in what Jesus did with his body. We are taking it, remembering that Jesus' body was hurt for me and for you. And then we get a cup, and this cup, ours has grape juice in it. And this cup reminds us that Jesus... What color is this grape juice? What color does it look like? It's kind of red, isn't it? What do you think that represents, kids? Tell, someone yell it out. Blood. Who shed his blood for you? Jesus shed his blood on the cross for you and me, right? He, he bled for us. And so what we do by drinking this juice, we remind ourselves that Jesus' blood was spilled for you and me on the cross. You see, Jesus paved the way because he was willing to die for you and me so that we could walk along the same path he paved for us. Isn't that cool? Isn't that wonderful news? Isn't that great that that's what we get to do anytime we take of the Lord's Supper is we say, we remember Jesus died. His body was broken. His blood was spilled so that I could walk in him and walk a straight path to God, to the cross. And so, let's remember our verse together, and then we're going to pray, and then our deacons are going to come, and we're going to take the Lord's Supper and remember what he did for us. Let's remember our verse together. Can everybody say this with me? Let's just stand. It'll be, it, it's better. It's better. You can lean on somebody, or don't lean on your own understanding, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Let's acknowledge Jesus and what He did today. You remain standing. because Well, no, you sit. Our deacons are going to come. You sit. Our deacons are going to come. And they are going to help.